What would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to this episode of Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. Today, I've invited Marilyn Bradford as therapist and founder of the program Right Recovery for You to guide us into the mysteries of gaslighting. What is it really? How do you stop it? And what is possible when we're willing to go beyond it? Welcome, Marilyn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be on board today. And I think we dive straight in. So what is gaslighting? It's a word that even my daughter, who's 19, heard about. So it's something that is like immersed itself, I think, into all kinds of like um, immerse itself into society, basically, at this point. But what is it? Well, gaslighting is a process where one, generally it's one person, often it's in a, quote, romantic relationship, but it can be parents, it can be medical, it can be a teacher, where they diminish another person's being um, and sense of identity. They get them to not trust themselves, to absolutely doubt themselves, and they do it in order to control them. So you take a regular person and someone is, says things like, oh, you don't mean that, or I'm so sorry that you seem to be kind of mistaken about that, or how could you have done that or behave that way? I thought, and they'll also often lie and then accuse you of lying. Um, they, it's an attack, but it's a very subtle attack. And it really gets people to doubt their sanity often. And then when they're, when they're in that kind of a space, then they're very susceptible to being controlled. I watched this movie recently about Elvis and his manager. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's a new movie that just came out, but his manager seemed to be a brilliant gaslighter. I haven't seen it, but I, I believe that's true for many musicians. I've read a lot about some of the Motown musicians and how they were basically scammed out of their money. And, and it's not just scamming, it's, it's creating an emotional environment where they decide they're not worth it or what their managers are saying is true or they don't have any power. And that's how the person who's been gaslighted ends up feeling. And then they just do whatever the other person wants them to do. You know, we're going to go back into like a little personal in a moment. I just want to mention something else. You once, I think it was you or maybe Gary, the founder of Access, who said that um, Donald Trump was a brilliant gaslighter. Yes. Could you yes. talk a little bit about that? Oh, yes. He completely gaslighted a whole section of the American public by lying to them that he won the election and never, ever even putting anything out there that he was considering there was another possibility. And because of that, he created this whole essential cult of people 
who are true believers. And this is what happens in cult. You can get gaslighted in religious situations and in cult situations where the cult leader says, this is the way, the truth and the light, and you have to believe it. And, and that's what these people do. They completely believe the, that the election was stolen despite 60, 62 or 63 um, lawsuits by Republicans who couldn't find any evidence of it. And even his own people are saying you lost. But Donald is like, no, I won. I won and you need to support me in this. So people give up what they know to be true and there's, they're actually in an impenetrable kind of casing because you could present every single fact in the world and they would never, or they go, oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. So he did. He did absolutely gaslight the, a, a section of the American public. Well, so what if we you look at that, like somebody being able to gaslight a whole section, mm -hmm. and then we take it down to the personal level again, where... Yeah you there for me there's even cases where i can perceive gaslighting going on where the person is meaning well thinking they're <laughs> meaning well <laughs> can you talk about that <laughs> well yes um it's like do you always know you're gaslighting i think that's my question do you always know that you are right now actually gaslighting this other person may, may or even you yourself may i ask you a question katarina yes <laughs> how many people have made self-awareness a priority oh very few people very few people so mm. the answer is no Many people don't know they're gaslighting. And, and I didn't mean that to be such a leading rhetorical question. I was just thinking, but it's not, it's just because they're not interested in really being aware of what they're doing. They're more interested in controlling. So a lot of parents gaslight. And I would say that some do it more consciously than others out of, or I wouldn't even use the word consciously, but Sometimes parents are jealous of kids or they really just want to control them and make them into something else. My mother was a great gaslighter. I would come home and I'd say, blah, 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 blah. And she'd go, oh, that can't be true. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> but it can be more subtle than that because it can be things like, and I'm just using this as one example, an Italian-American family. I mean, it could be a Muslim or an African or an Icelandic or anything. But they're like, oh, no, we don't behave that way. Or boys, oh, boys don't, uh, I'm sorry, but boys don't play the violin. Why would you even think that you could do that? Or girls don't go out to, for athletics. What, what is this crazy idea you have? Or um, maybe a child is artistic and, oh, that's nice. If you have, particularly if you have a narcissistic parent that doesn't actually acknowledge the being of the child, you get into the wrongness of it. And, and that's interesting because a lot of that is also very connected to the energetic field that contributes to creating addiction, which starts in childhood. It's that denial of the being, whether people are doing it on purpose or not. And the other thing is kids believe that how they're raised is normal. Hmm. So a child will believe that being abused in that way is the way they should be treated. 
and they'll look for a gaslighting partner and or they become gaslighters themselves because we pick up from our family generally, unless you're committed to some kind of self-awareness, we pick up from our family how to behave, how to treat others. And teachers will do it. Um, many women are gaslighted by medical professionals. Um, there's been a whole, lots of articles on that one. Um, it's when you're not believed, you're ignored, you're made smaller. Oh, that can't be what it is, that kind of thing. Let's use that. Let's actually dive in a little bit. That's a great example because the parent example, I think a lot of people get, like they can, yeah. they can even perceive other, they can listen to parents gaslighting their children and go like, ew, you know, but let's talk about the medical profession and women. Cause that's another great example of, so how does that occur? Like, can you describe a, a situation where somebody is being gaslighted by the medical profession and what that creates for them? Sure. Um, well, you have one thing is almost all medical tests are done on men. Men and women are physiologically very different, and it's not just the parts. It's all, you know, it's everything else. And so, um, uh, certain male doctors or or other medical professionals will come from that point of view. If it doesn't happen to a man, it doesn't happen. Um, and I'll give you a personal example. In the early 90s, I had what was called um, uh, fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome, immune deficiency syndrome. I went to four doctors before I found one who would actually validate that that was true. Now, for whatever reason, I was aware that there was something going on that they were not getting. I did not make myself stupid or doubt myself. And I don't know why, because <laughs> I have gaslighted myself. But they were like, oh, that doesn't really exist. You just, you, it's all in your head. You're just imagining it. And a lot of women experience that you're just imagining it. It's hormonal. It's all in your head. And it can be something way more serious. Women have different symptoms for heart attacks than men, different symptoms sometimes for strokes. And it's and if it's um, devalued, if what they say is diminished, that can be really well. For one thing, it can cause a real medical issue. Um, but it also it once again it reinforces women's sense that they can't know that this is the expert. Um, there's no sense, and this is not just medical, but really no sense in our reality that you can know what's true for you. I just did a, a meme for my, uh, I'm doing some memes for my business for Right Recovery for You. And one of them is, you know what's true for you, they don't. And, you know, if you could go out and operate from that, and that doesn't mean you don't take information from people, but you run it through yourself, basically. So you mentioned this part about you gaslighting yourself. Yes. Um, could you talk a little bit more about that, how we do that, why we do that, and how do we sure. start doing that? <laughs> well, a lot of it leads back to what we were talking about with the parenting. If you were made wrong as a child, whether or not your parents meant to make you wrong, they may have just been trying to get you to fit into being a Catholic or a Jew or an American or whatever it is, but you get that sense of wrongness you will perpetuate that on yourself. And if, you, if you've been told you need to be perfect, um, you know, that comes down to things like, oh, how could you have gotten a B when you should have gotten an A? Self-talk, all of that negative self-talk. 
Um, wow, you didn't handle that really well. You should have known better. All of that kind of thing. And we're also taught in this reality that uh, judging ourselves, which is what gaslighting ourselves, that's the root underneath it. People get you to judge yourself as wrong and bad and stupid and less than. So we'll do it to ourselves because we've, we have decided, been taught that that's the way to make ourselves better. Once again, my mother used to say, I only criticize you so you know what you need to change to be better. I mean, and then we'll do that too. And I'm not making her wrong. I mean, she was who she was, you know, and it, it's actually added a lot to um, me being a therapist and all of that. But that kind of thing is, we'll, it's done to us, we'll do it to ourselves, you know, and it doesn't work. Yeah, well, obviously, you're not no. getting better by <laughs> criticizing yourself more. <laughs> right, right. And so what, so if you, there's a few different situations, so you can be gaslighted by someone else, you can gaslight yes. yourself, or you can discover yes. that I'm actually gaslighting my kid, for example. Yes. How, how do we, one, how do we become aware of it? And two, how do we at least start to get out of it? Like, what are, what would be your, your well, starting points? One, check in with yourself. Are you, do you have a sense of being less than around this person? Have you already started doubting yourself? Or has your child seemed to start doubting himself or herself? Um, am I doubting myself? What, what is my self-talk? I mean, we've got all these different situations. Um, but that's the biggest thing is just notice, am I happy? Do I have a sense of my greatness, my gift? Um, or am I going, what's wrong with me? Why, why did I do that? You mentioned earlier that gaslighting and being gaslighted can be connected to our willingness to be self-aware. So do you get that if more people were willing to be more self-aware, there would be less gaslighting? I, from my point of view, there are people out there who are just mean and want to control others. So I would say, yes, we would still have gaslighting. And, in, and I have a sense that some gaslighters are completely aware of what they're doing. And they're doing it to get control of a person, of a situation. They're doing it for their benefit. They're narcissistic. They're sociopathic. So unfortunately, I don't think it's a matter of just being self-aware. But I love how you look at the goodness in people, Katerina. <laughs> well, I was looking actually at... If more people were willing, willing to be self-aware, yeah. they wouldn't have to be the effect of gaslighting. Yes. And that's where that came from. It's kind of like okay. if, if you, because you were looking at how do you get out of it? Well, you get out of it by being more self-aware. And, and yes. that's what I was looking at. So if people were in general willing to be more self-aware, the gaslighters would have less power. Even well, and also you stop a gaslighter by gaslighting them back. And that's a really important concept. Um, I was doing a recovery of you with ease class and one woman was talking about how she uh, she felt she had, she had decided she had an addiction to food and she was overeating. So I'm like, as always, what's going on? What's actually going on? She said, well, my husband told me that he didn't wanna have sex with me anymore because I'd gained weight and he didn't find me attractive. And um, so I said, okay, so here's what you say. I totally get that, honey. 
I'm just not your type anymore. But but I tell you what, I've been hit on in the grocery store. There are men out there who love these curvy women, this kind of thing. You don't mind if I go have sex with them, do you? <laughs> that, you know. Or, you know, if someone says, you know, well, you, you just don't understand. That's not true. What you think is not true. You say, well, you know, you've always had a lot of problems being in touch with reality. So I would really look at that. You just have to kind of gaslight them back. <laughs> now, that's really interesting because we are very rarely taught how to do that. Like, yes. how, so how do you learn to gaslight somebody back? What do you have to be willing to be? Well, you have to be willing to be what you've probably decided is a bitch or a bad person or uh, something like that. You have to get over. There's a, um, a lot of addiction to being nice and kind and fixing others and never upsetting the apple cart or, you know, so you have to get over all of those ideas that if you're holding any of them. Um, and in an odd way, you have to be willing to put yourself first. Mm. You have and to be knowing, willing to trust yourself. And knowing what's true for you. That yeah. seems to be like a key in all of yes. that. Yes. And let's take it into, because I know you have a call coming up where you are looking at gaslighting and addiction. So can yes. you talk a little bit more about how they're connected and yes. what that leads to? Yes. Well, both gaslighting and addiction are about the person um, who is gaslighted, who eventually goes into addiction, not having any acknowledgement or very little acknowledgement of who they actually be as a child. They have, they develop this great sense of wrongness. And, you know, I love what you said earlier about, you know, do they do it on purpose or not? Some do, some don't. But if the outcome is I'm not okay, I'm too loud. I'm doing this. I love doing this activity that I'm told is wrong because I shouldn't be doing sports things or artistic things or I shouldn't be questioning the teacher or, you know, all of the, I should be sitting still, all of those kinds of things. We decide we're wrong, whether it's from just being asked to fit in or from someone actively gaslighting us to their intention is for us to have a sense of being less than and wrong. So how does that lead to addiction? Well, if we look at addiction as an energy looking for a target, people think it's just drugs and alcohol. It's not. It's so many other things. I mean, it can be things like, um, it can be trauma drama. It can be being perfect. It can be addiction to image. It can be addiction to making money. There are many um, addictions that this reality loves, like being a powerful man or woman or making money. Or, But it's all about you not being you. You having gone to a behavior or sometimes a substance um, as a default position when you don't have a sense you can handle what's going on. Ah, my kid got a bad report in school. Maybe the teacher gaslighted the kid. And then it gets it gets all entangled because then you're like, okay, um, I think I'm just going to go have a drink or I'm going to go um, gamble or I'm going to go. Anger is another addiction. I'm going to I'm just going to go yell at somebody else because I don't know how to handle that my kid 
got a bad report and the kid doesn't know how to handle that he was made wrong or gaslighted. And maybe, you know, maybe he did do something like beat up on Sally or beat up on Frank or, you know, throw a pie in someone's face, who knows, but it gets into this kind of cycle. They have a lot in common. Um, does that make sense? Is it that gaslighting creates a situation where we have the sense that we can't handle something and therefore mm -hmm. the addiction comes in as the solution to yes. not being able to handle it by being us? Very well put. Thank you. Very succinct after I'm going around and around in circles. <laughs> Well, it makes sense too, because that would also, you can also have very different kinds of addictions that you go to. Some would go to yes. alcohol, other people would go to perfection. And then yes. like this nearly obsessive perfection to image, yes. for example. Yes. So it's all a kind of addiction. Now, when you work then where recovery, will you, do you use gaslighting as one of the, the ways you get them to look at what else is possible or how does it come in there? Well, I, one of the things that I try to do in my work is to bring a lot of information in. Let's look at what you believe. Let's look at some other information and you decide and choose, ask yourself questions, ask me questions. What of all of this is actually true for you? And I do bring in the ways to see whether or not you've been gaslighted or made wrong in other ways. They're not always exactly the same thing. Um, but they ha it has the same result, essentially. Uh, so I always look at, hey, let's see what's been going on and where are you now and what's true for you now. And it's so much about working with a person to begin to know what's true for them and to not put it all outside of them. So... Now, going back to your meme, which was, you know, what's true <laughs> for you, they don't. Yes. I think it's a brilliant meme. And if people like this is such a huge area, we've kind of yes. touched on like the tops of a lot of different things. If people want to dive in, I know you have this um, telecall coming up. What is what is it called? Exactly. Well, it, it, I, uh, it's just addiction and gaslighting. And it's um, from September 7th through the 9th, three days in a row. And it's on the act sponsored by Access Consciousness. And if you look for Marilyn Bradford as a facilitator, you can find it. And I think it's going to be a really good call because we're going to look at what gaslighting is and isn't and how gaslighting and a, a more expansion of what we've been talking about, how gaslighting addiction are connected. And also when the, the, gaslighter gaslights someone in addiction and someone with addiction gaslights back. I mean, it's just is a whole um, circular kind of thing and how to get out of it, how to recognize it and how to get out of it and how to help others. I mean, not, whether or not you're a practitioner, you might see that your child is being gaslighted at school or your friend was gaslighted in medical situation. So it's really to give people the information so that they can uh, begin to have a way to deal with this gaslighting that's become so pervasive in our cultures. I think that's amazing. So let's 
if you're listening to this and if you would like to come on that call in September, and if it's still September when you're listening to it, you can come on the call. If you're listening after, you will be able to find the call as well in the Access Consciousness shop. And you can search on Marilyn Bradford again, and it will show up there. And thank you so much for coming on, Marilyn, um, and talking about this and inviting people to really look at the much bigger picture that this is, not just on the on the level of interpersonal relationship, but kind of going into every single area of life. Well, thank you, Katarina. It's always a pleasure. And your questions and observations are so helpful. I really appreciate you having me on and putting this out there. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes, or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.